back in the saddle in the living room on the couch living the good life living yeah. the easy life yeah, last time we had a whole nice little setup on the on the one table but it wasn't very comfortable it's a kickback kind of friday type day kind of friday i had a long day had a couple shows i had to go to you had a couple classes you had to go to had an exam didn't too, do too well a little mad a little sad it was a spanish exam uh no hablo espanol i'm pretty sure i already made that joke on here honestly you might have already made that joke yeah it's not good in the say, first place. Say um, say something cool about the 76ers in Spanish. Los Sixers S. Muy bien. <laughs> Alright, that was, that was rough. That wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. You can see why I failed my exam. <laughs> I was going to say, it's starting to make sense. But Alright guys, thanks for listening into the podcast. Once again, it's another drive here to the NBA. One thing that is happening is... There are media sessions and practices have opened up for teams, but unfortunately there's not much news coming out of anything really, besides some quotes that really don't matter too much, right? It's been media day. There's been like um, the Rockets Clippers played last night in a preseason game. Yeah, but nobody really was featured that much. No. James Harden though, he's got that new shot that he's trying out, the single leg three. What do you think of that, about that? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, he was making a lot of them in the off season. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll be interested, interesting to see how many of them he shoots this year. That's an uh, interesting superlative to look forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, excited about that. But I'm also excited about the other superlatives that we're going to talk about today. Mike, me and you were talking about doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Shot me down the first time I came up with this idea. But now it seems that we have, uh, we're doing it. When you run out of other off-season ideas, turn to all faithful. The superlatives. superlatives. And you were kind enough to come up with a couple, so now we have to come up with who would be most likely to be each of these characters, to fit each of these molds. And, Mike, I don't want to waste any time. Let's just get right into it. Give me the first superlative and give me who you think should fit it, and I'll give you who I think. All right, so, yeah, I tried to stick to, like, the same situation where it's just picking, like, the most likely player in the league for each of these categories. Yeah. So uh, I'll start it off with... One that's pretty fitting after this offseason, I think. Which star player do you think will throw the most jabs at his former team this offseason? Players I have here are Kyrie, KD, PG, Russ, Kawhi, Butler, AD. I think, in my opinion, the most likely is probably Anthony Davis. Really? Yeah, I think it's Anthony Davis, and this is why. Because they didn't, they, they totally shut him down. They didn't let him do anything. It's true. They kind of made him look stupid. And at the same time, they made him the villain, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which... Rightfully so, but he also already kind of leaned into it when, during the last game, he wore the That's All Folks kind of shirt, already throwing a little bit of shade. Yeah, shade, pretty corny. Pretty corny, yeah, just kind of pretty lame. I could see KD being in the running here. I could also see uh, Kyrie being in the running here, but Kyrie seems like he wants to mend fences the way he was talking earlier, so I don't know if it's, I think Kyrie might be, this season might not be the season he goes after the Celtics. I think it might be a couple seasons from now when he really opens up. Mike, give me your person. See, I had looked at the Brooklyn Nets, and I thought those are two very volatile potential um, players for this situation right here. Uh, KD, I think, is the most likely in the long run to be like consistently throwing shade just because KD's so weird about all that. He, he's a weird presence in the league and online, and he seems to have issues no matter where he goes, even though, like, there didn't seem to be any glaring issues in Golden State, but he's 
kind of said that he didn't want to go back there. Yeah, he loves Steph, but I think he definitely had problems with Draymond towards the end. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So I could see some shots at Draymond, maybe some shots at some other players, Coach Kerr possibly. But then again, he also said that it was like a management decision and everybody knew about it and they're all cool now. So I don't know. That, 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 that's what I mean, but there's also right in the beginning and everybody's doing damage control. Yeah, so the other guys I had listed here is potential. Um, I had PG. I don't think PG is really the type to, to go trashing a former team. I think he actually enjoyed his time in Oklahoma City. Me too. I mean, he re-signed with them, which yeah. nobody expected. Kawhi, Kawhi's just no going to keep to himself. There's no way he says anything about anybody. Yeah, plus he's a hero in Toronto now, so what bad things would he have to say about Nothing. them? Yep. Uh, Russ... Russ seemed to love OKC. Yeah. I don't think he has any bad blood for them anymore. Nope. Jimmy Butler, he might throw some shade, but I don't think it'll be at the Sixers. I think it'll be at, like, the Timberwolves or yeah. literally any does, other does team. Does that count? Well, could we do the Timberwolves? Because technically that was a team last year, or was it just last team? I think it's just the last team. It's okay. the team that they left. Yeah, I could see him possibly throwing shade at Joel. Joel just said today that he misses Butler and that he, he, he thought it was a big loss and that he's going to miss his presence in the fourth quarter. I, I don't think that matters, though. I think... If it's Jimmy Butler and somebody asks him, what do you like more about this team versus the other? Couldn't you see him being like, oh, they work harder? You know what I mean? Some some shade like that. We Maybe. Don't, we don't eat all those, uh, what's it called, Chick-fil-A. I could just totally. That, that was that's, Markel Fultz. What? So that was Markel Fultz thing, the Chick-fil-A thing. They also did. No, Joel There was the also, Landry Shamit bringing yep. the milkshakes on. Yes. He clarified that he did not drink those milkshakes that Landry Shamit brought to him. Oh, yeah. He just got them. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he didn't want <laughs> to look at them, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but, um. But no, I think if there was anybody that Jimmy had a problem with on the Sixers, it was Ben Simmons. Or, I mean, he could have had an issue with Tobias Harris, but Tobias Harris isn't going to say anything because, yeah. I mean, they would have, like, shared. He was taking away the ball from Tobias Harris, but Ben Simmons is probably the personality to get in a yeah. with there. I don't think he's going to throw any shade at the Sixers at all, though. I think it is going to be Kyrie Irving, who's most likely to throw jabs at his former team. You said that you think he wants to mend everything and, like, rebuild these bridges between him and his former teams and the people who he's played with. But we also saw at the beginning of last season where Kyrie said something at the start and then completely switched up halfway through the season due to circumstances. He said, oh, there's no other place I'd rather be than Boston. I'm definitely going to re-sign in Boston. And then we saw what happened as the season played out, and he kind of got into his own ways of being like – he got into it – he's kind of hard-headed when it comes to this stuff. Extremely hard-headed. I – I could see him having some gripes, especially if the Nets are doing well and the Celtics are not. I could see him definitely speaking out and talking some shit. I could even see the vice versa of that. If the Nets are doing poorly and the Celtics are doing well, and they're like, oh, well, is you know what I mean? Is this your influence or something like that? Like, is this your leadership? And then he just kind of just absolutely rips the Celtics to shreds, being like, no, it's not. It's because of this, that, the other. You know what I mean? I could totally see that being up his alley. But I just, I don't know. I think, I think Kyrie knows... Right now, he's not the most popular player in the league, and I think he realizes that he needs to do some damage control, and I don't think... Kyrie's smart enough that in the first year of this whole process, he's not going to take shots. But then yeah. again, when he left the Cavaliers, he said he didn't owe them anything right away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah. he always seems like he wants to put on this good face out to the public, but then stuff happens and he switches up pretty quick. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. All right, so we will move on from that one. I think that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um... This is a little more lighthearted and a little more random. Which NBA player do you think will be the next to come at Dame Dalla in a rap beef? Ooh. Obviously, we just saw Dame Dalla and Shaq have um, a yes. little back and forth, yes. which I don't think anybody asked for. Yes. I think I, I think I know who I'm going to pick. And it's kind of lame because it already happened once, but I can just see it happening again. The Marvin Bagley versus uh, Dame Dalla kind of yeah. beef. Just because they already did it once. They both had diss tracks going back and forth, and that kind of stuff just doesn't stop. 
I, I feel like I feel like we're just due for another one. I mean, those are probably like the only two players in the NBA who really have any aspirations of rapping. making any music. Yeah, rapping. Yeah. So yeah, I could see that. I was going a little more out there because I don't really know who else in the NBA is a rapper per se. I don't I don't know much about these like off court yeah. personalities yeah, yeah, yeah. like in that sense. So I was just looking up and down the rosters and thinking to myself, hmm, who would be interesting to go at him? I'm looking at a little a little duo action actually. Okay. Not just one person. I'm thinking a little. Are you familiar with Crisscross, the band from the '90s? No, no, I'm not. I couldn't name a song off the top of my head, but they were like a duo, okay. a rap duo, made some just ridiculous songs. Oh, were they good? I think they had a hit or two. Okay. So I'm thinking, look at the Charlotte Hornets. There's nothing interesting going on in the Charlotte Hornets, right? They don't have any excitement going on Terry in Charlotte. Rozier. Terry Rozier. No, I'm not thinking Terry Rozier. Really? Actually. I'm thinking a little brotherly love, a little twin magic. I don't know where you're going. Are they this. twins? I think they're twins. Who? Caleb and Cody Martin. Caleb and Cody Martin. Yeah, they are twins. They are twins. Yeah, they're both Utah State. So you, can you see them teaming up, getting a little, getting a little wow, rowdy, getting deep. a little angsty? That's deep. Yeah, maybe. And maybe like even the Harrison twins get back into it, even though one of them's out of the NBA right now. We have like a super group of the Harrisons, the Martins, and the, the Morrises. Morrises coming at Dame. That'd be kind of sweet. That'd be tough. That'd be really I'd tough. I'd be a big fan of that. And then they all just go after like a top tier uh, player like Steph Curry. And then Steph has to release a, a group one with him and Seth Curry. And featuring in it is his dad. Oh, they bring in Del. They bring That'd in be Del. fantastic. That'd be really cool. And then you know for a fact that KD is going to hop in there somewhere. For yeah. Just completely unprovoked, no reason. Release like a little like crooning, like sad singing track. Yeah. It's like, nobody loves me. Yeah. And you're like, I oh, get out of here. I'm a good basketball player, but no one cares. <laughs> yeah, Something exactly. like that, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking big time, just overall clash of personalities. The Martin twins come at Dame Dalla, starts this big Infinity War type situation in the NBA of and rap And everybody piece. just gets in their own rap groups and just attacks each other. Teams are split up. No mm-hmm. one wants to be on the team with, like, every— Like, they hate all their teammates because they're in a different group. No one wants to team up with their own team, like— Ben Simmons is just with all Australian dudes, so it's just him and Matthew Dellavedova just like going off, just bars. And then just, just bars comes out that the massive ghostwriter for all this, who's producing all the beats and writing the lyrics, is Al Horford the entire time. No way. There's no way Al Horford would get involved. Al Horford the whole time is just writing smooth jazz and wearing one of those uh, detective hats the whole time. Not the te- what's what's those little hats just have the little brim and it kind of a fedora. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like um like a newsboy cap. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and he just wears sure corduroys all the time. He honestly looks like he should be, like, a reporter in the 1920s. Like, he would fit that Al perfectly. I love so much. We're well aware. There's nobody... I, I, uh, I'm i going to miss him. But let's move on. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> all right. This one is a little more serious coming off of the massive Infinity War level rap beef. Yes. Who do you think will get surprise MVP votes this year? I said this before, and you said it wouldn't happen. Damian Lillard. I know we keep going back, but like, I really, really think that the league just keeps wanting... They don't want to do retreads anymore. They're done with retreads. Yeah. Steph Curry, he's not going to get another MVP unless he puts up a crazy season, and this might be it just because there's not there's no KD and Clay's hurt. So maybe this would be the year if there's ever going to be one, but I think he's done. LeBron's not getting another one either. I could see Giannis getting another one just because he's going to be the face of the league. I could see him getting a few more, honestly. Yeah, Harden's. I think Harden's done. I don't think Harden's getting another one. He 
probably should have won it last year. No, he shouldn't have. It was, There's an it, argument to be t- made there. Yeah, it's an argument to be made. I, I think I think Giannis was better in the regular season. But it, they like new faces. Yeah. And there's a lot of new faces that could get it. Anthony Davis is obviously an easy answer, and so is uh, Kawhi, and so you know what I mean. There's a lot of good answers, but Damian Lillard being the face of a whole entire organization for the last whatever many years he's been there, I mean, he's due, and he's great. He's great. So I think it's Damian Lillard. Yeah. So I was coming at this from a few different mindsets. Okay. I wanted to think going along with that, and that the NBA likes new faces when they're picking their MVP, right? Yep. So I was thinking, would they go with a young player who's not like an Embiid, Jokic type, who are they're they're already up there. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're already getting considerations. Yeah. So like I was thinking, would they look at somebody like um, Donovan Mitchell? Look at somebody like I mean, Oladipo was hurt last year, but he's also in that same category of like young guys who are on the cusp of being a perennial All Star level type player. Yeah. And I don't see it really with that Either crop of, those, of players. Yeah. No, I don't see Donovan Mitchell really being in that kind of competition. Um, so then I was kind of thinking of, are there any aging veterans who maybe haven't gotten a fair shake in the past but are now in like a better situation i hope you're going i hope you're going where i think you're going with this i'm gonna be upset if you're not tell me where you think i'm going with it i'm hoping you're going kemba walker but you're not going kemba walker i was not gonna go kemba god walker. that hurt me mike How, i wanted you to pick kemba. do you think kemba can get mvp votes with the not players around team. him not not on that team yeah no. that's what i'm saying i know I, but i just i wanted you to make me happy sorry okay. i always disappoint i know but so yeah, I was kind of coming at it from that perspective, thinking that maybe the older guys would get it. Oh, and the younger guy. I also thought of Devin Booker, maybe. But Not with yeah, that I, team. Yeah, I don't see it now. So, I wanted to see what teams are like kind of middling, but have the potential to be pretty good this coming season. And I looked to the Eastern Conference, and I thought between Jimmy Butler and Blake Griffin. Jimmy Butler is a good one. And Blake Griffin played out of his mind last year, but I just don't think he can do that in Detroit. Yeah, I don't think you'll get the press coverage and like the hype that you need for MVP votes. And also, in he's Detroit. just not—he's not a name like Damian Lillard is or Jimmy Butler is, frankly. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's a good one, though. I like that. I like. Yeah, that a lot. I think he'll honestly be asked to do so much for that team, and he—he's been good consistently these last few years. It's just been a few issues here and there that's kind of kept him from being considered one of the top tier players. Yeah, in the past two years, he was buried by Carl Anthony Towns, who's another good one. Another good pick. Yeah, but I, the like. If that team gets to the playoffs, he deserves he deserves looks. The depth of the big man group in the, in in the, the NBA right now is kind of keeping him down. But he's the young guy. You know what I mean? He's one of the young guys. He, he's got a shot, and he's he's definitely sexier than the Jokic's of the world. Yeah, but I mean, Jokic was already up there in the conversation last year. It doesn't matter. It's just a sexier name. Like, do you honestly think uh, Jokic is ever going to win an MVP? No, I think I he'll always think be he right around there. Yeah. I, he'll probably get like a season where he's really good and yeah. he won't get it. And people will be like, oh, he was snubbed the Jokic year. Yep, exactly. But yep. no, I, I don't see him ever winning an MVP. I, so, I, yeah. I can't either. I think my dark horse for getting MVP votes this year is Jimmy Butler. Okay. I think it's a perfect situation for that to come about. Perfect. Give me another one. All right. Um, we're going back to the big time star players that moved around this offseason. I'm going to ask you which new dynamic duo is most likely to blow up this season and extra points for the reason why. Blow up as in be really good or blow up as in... As in, like, there will be a story reported where there's, like, a massive tiff between the two. It's got to be Harden and Westbrook. It's got to really? be. I, I think it has to be. I know, I know they're friends, but both of their styles of play have changed so much. Both of them are do- ball dominant, and both of them are big personalities. I, I would normally pick KD versus Kyrie, but KD's not playing this year. So Yeah, I don't be. think it's happening this year for KD yeah, and Kyrie. Yeah, and, and Kyrie's always great in the first year of the experience. So I'm not going there. I'm going with them two because they haven't played together in forever. No one knows. 
no one's going to know, and I just feel like those two ball-dominant personalities, is Russ going to be okay being a slasher and being a corner three guy half the time? I don't know if that's true. I mean, we all know how much uh, Chris Paul hated playing with um, uh, James Harden, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, Chris Paul is kind of a jerk, so like, I, I don't know. What about you? What do you think? So I looked at these groups, and the Kyrie KD one, I don't think anything's happening this year because KD's not really going to be around. He's not going to play this year, yeah, so there's exactly. no room for them to, like, on the court have issues, yeah. which would stem to off-court issues. Um, AD, LeBron, there's no way. They're both clutch guys. They both wanted to come together and play together. I think they're content being in L.A. no matter what happens, and I think they'll be fine playing with each other. Um, Kawhi and PG, I could see, like, a passive-aggressive type, like, issue being there, but I don't think the issue would be between... I could never see that. See, I don't think there would be an issue with, like, Kawhi having an issue with anybody. I think maybe, like, Lou Williams or Patrick Beverly would end up having an issue with those two. So, but I thought you said it was an internal thing just between the two of them. Yeah, that's why That's why I'm saying I, I don't see them being the duo that, that would that, go Oh, up. oh, I thought you said, you, oh, so you're saying you could see infighting just in the team in general. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I think there's a, there's a lot of, like, loud personalities on that team okay. that could kind of have some problems. I got gotcha. you. And, yeah, that just really leaves us with Russ and Harden. And I don't – I think they'll get along because I, I think they'll be able to make it work. I think they will too, but I, I think that's the most likely. I think It's all definitely signs, the most volatile situation. Yeah, all signs point to them, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, Mike, give me another one. All right. Uh, we'll swing back to uh, most likely, like, surprises here. Which rookie do you think is most likely to bust and which rookie do you think is most likely to break out? Okay. So, most likely to bust. If I had to pick one who I think is most likely to bust – I'm going to let you go first. You go first. I've All right, about this. so I was thinking breakout. I don't really have my bust off the top of my head yet. I need to think about that for a second. I, I know who my breakout one is. Oh, let me hear it. It's going to be Grant Williams from the Celtics. Okay. He's going to be. He's, he's a sleeper. He got picked in the 20s. He's, mm-hmm. an already an, he's a pro-ready player. He's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he's a forward who can play He can play literally from 3 to 5 because he's big enough, like body mass-wise. And he can stretch the floor with a 3, and he's a good passer. He does everything you want to do. He's like a he's like a B-minus grade Draymond Green. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's a good one. I think that's a safe pick. I think for the breakouts, my two top guys are probably... I also like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Oh, yeah, that's a solid one as well. Yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking maybe Rui Hachimura could have a good breakout season. Because but he's on a crappy team. Yeah. and But, like, in that same mindset, I was also going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, where I could see both um, KPJ and Darius Garland having breakout years. They you were kind are of both so obsessed on. with that team. They're, they're just, like, they're the kind of players that I like. They're, they're athletic. They're kind of they, – they have the potential to be really good. They just need a few – pieces added to their game to really get to the next level see i can't see i can't see that situation ending well in any in any way yeah that's the only thing is that like i don't know if the players around them will facilitate the necessary growth for them to be a breakout player i just think they're all ball dominant i don't think that any of them can really shoot that well besides garland and garland hasn't even showed that he can shoot that way he played three games do you think they move on from sexton i think they Garland's do good? i think i think they trade sexton yeah unless unless uh garland shows he could be a two guard i don't think they can keep sexton yeah, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I like Sexton, but I, do too. I don't really know what his role on any team is necessarily. Yeah, I mean, he's just probably an best like a six man. And if it's he's like, okay with that, then that makes sense. You know what I mean on yeah. that team. But the thing is, I I don't know if Garland's a great point guard either. That that that's something else. Like Garland's good, but Garland hasn't proved that he's a adequate passer in any means. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm we're getting away from the point. Go ahead. 
All right, so yeah, yeah, I picked those. One of those two will be my breakout. It was kind of a cop out answer, but um, do you, do you have your bust? Give me give me another second. I'm still thinking about. It. I'm I'm like between like three guys right now. I'm I'm, I'm putting more thoughts into it. I mean, I, another breakout player for me is R.J. Barrett, just because like Barrett is gonna have all the opportunity in the world to succeed there. So I don't know. I I just feel like see that's what I was just thinking for my bust would be R.J. Barrett. Really? Yeah, I don't think that Knicks team is very good. I think that he needs a good situation to really like have his skills thrive. See, I feel I like he's going to shoot like crazy. Yeah, probably, but I don't know if that's the best for his game. Yeah, you know? I could see that. I mean, I don't know. I've just never I I believed in him before college and then from what I've saw of him playing in college, I never really bought into it. Okay. He, he didn't amaze me. I like I liked Cam Reddish a little bit more than him, honestly. I think really? he's in a good spot to do or to be pretty well. He's never going to be like a star player, but no. Okay, so I, I just have a question: Are we busting? Is it just a bust this year, or bust on the career? Because that that'll that'll help me decide. Because I'm between. I like I said. Let's I'm between, I'm between. say. I mean, just for the sake of keeping it simple, let's just say this year. This year. Yeah, they have a lot of excitement around them. They're not going to pan out the way you think they are. Romeo Langford for the Celtics also. Does he have that much excitement around him? I mean, he's the 14th overall pick. He's a lottery pick. So we should have some excitement about him. I feel like Grant Williams is getting more hyped up than he is, though. He is, but I'm just saying that. Well, that's because also because Romeo Ankford was injured and he didn't play in summer league. So if we're just talking about overall hype, I think it's Romeo Langford. I don't really see his fit with the team right away, and I think they're gonna really ease him into it, especially because of the injury, especially because they're trying to fix his shooting form. I can't see him blowing up. And the other one is Cameron Johnson. Uh, Cameron Johnson, who plays for uh, the Suns, and um, I just I don't know I can't see Johnson, I can't see Johnson being unbelievable and setting the world on fire, yeah. especially when they picked him 11th overall and he was supposed to be maybe even a second round pick. Can you call Bull Bull a bust? No, you can't call Bull Bull a bust. He was in the second round. Yeah, I know, but he still had so much excitement around him. No, you can't call him a bust. If anything, he's right. a steal at that value. All right, let's move on from there. Okay. I think that was pretty solid. Yeah. Um. So which, this was one that y- that you had proposed. What is the most likely Coach player fight to happen this season. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. I think it is Jim Boylan, and I can see him going at it with maybe like Zach Levine because Zach Levine likes to play that hero ball kind of style, mm-hmm. and he let him get away with it all last year. But I think this year Boylan's really gonna like. I I know he's he apparently already let go of like um two days. He only has one practice now, so uh, he's loosening up already. But in the same time, like, I don't know, Boylan's a very intense coach. I could just see him throwing hands with uh, Zach. Not even throwing hands, but just, you know what I mean? Like, getting into a fight with Zach Levine because yeah, they're not playing the tiff. same. Yeah, playing style. And I think Zach Levine thinks he's a better player than what he is anyways. So, I thought maybe who, – who's the potentially, like, most violent player in the NBA? I thought Bobby Portis just <laughs> right okay. off the bat. But I don't see him and Fizz having that much of an no, issue. No, no way. Fizzdale keeps pretty much to himself. He's a pretty cool-headed guy. Yeah. Um, so then I was thinking about other coaches and just like really out there situations. Cause this is, this is a ridiculous question Yeah. to start with. Um, so I went with the coach who most looks like a mob boss. Do you know who I, who I'm thinking about? Are you, are you talking about Miami heat? Um, no, not, not are you Spolstra. No, not Spolstra. No, who? Not Pat Riley. If you're oh, oh heat. uh, is it, it's, it's the jazz's coach, Quinn Snyder. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then. 
I just think he he looks like he could just snap at any moment. He, he scares he's me terrifying. a little bit, honestly. He looks like a yeah. vampire. Yeah, exactly. He looks but like... in a handsome way. Like, he could be in Twilight. Maybe. He would definitely be in Twilight. He'd, he... He would have if he would have auditioned at the same age if he was the same age as the guy who played Edward Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson the new Batman yeah the new Batman if he auditioned at the same time and they were both the same age he would get the role of the vampire over him he looks more like a vampire do you think that when Quinn Snyder steps out in the sun it burns his skin or he sparkles sparkles see I can't see that it would he's intimidating and that's why I think he's intimidating him and Donovan Mitchell could be the mo- most likely situation it. no way. D. Mitchell, he seems like he like wants to put on this persona that he's like super cool and like easygoing and whatnot, but I don't know. He seems like he really gets worked up by little things. The whole rookie of the year situation with him and Ben Simmons kind of like exposed him as being a bit of a wannabe, a bit of like a crybaby about certain things. So I could see him having some issues. I totally get what you're saying, but I just I cannot see him and. Uh and uh, Donovan Mitchell going at it. They've been together for too long. No way. I'm 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 going I'm going an absolute no, Mike. An absolute no. Hard no from Adam Miller. Well, realistically, I don't think any coaches are going to be fighting any NBA players this year. Yeah, probably. But not. keeping in the same ridiculous sense, but a little more lighthearted, a little more fun, which retired NBA player do you think is most likely to be the next NBA player on Dance with the Stars? Kobe Bryant. I think it's Kobe. Kobe Bryant because I think Kobe Bryant's a super competitor and I think he wants to win at everything. And I think if he sees somebody else, like if, if he's just, let's just say Kobe one night just sits down and watches Dancing with the Stars. He's like, ah, you know, I'm just going to gonna click it on. There's no way Kobe watches TV. He's in the studio, or not in the studio, he's in the film room. Well, he's, he's just he's he's walking, he's walking by and his daughter's flipping through. Oh. And then you just see, he sees Dancing with the Stars and he sees, I don't know. He just starts uh, analyzing yeah, them. He, see, he goes, he oh, Hines their timing's Ward. all off. The moves are completely yeah. wrong. Yeah, he, see, he, sees, he sees Emmett Smith when he won. And he sees all Emmett Smith's moves. And he's going, I could do better than that. His, foot, his left foot is about three inches right on the wrong side. And this, that, the other thing. He would go on there and he would destroy everyone. He would be methodical. Yeah, I could see Kobe just analyzing everything so deeply, getting so involved in it, just breaking down the film of every yes. single dancer that's yes. been on Dancing with the Stars. Absolutely, yes. However... I don't think he'd ever be on there. I think he's, uh, I'm not going to say too prideful because like it's it's like a funny thing and then like yeah. a lot of big time stars have done it, but it doesn't seem to fit his personality at all. Yeah, I get so that. So I'm thinking like Dancing with the Stars, they usually have one or two just ridiculous celebrities each season. So you're going to pick somebody crazy like Birdman? No, I'm not going to pick Birdman. Oh, okay. Although that would be a decent one. Yeah, I thought I was Birdman. thinking I was thinking like big time. He's kind of ridiculous. Probably would be terrible at the show. Just recently retired. Any guesses? Glenn Big Baby Davis. No. I know. Dirk. Oh, Dirk would be a good one. I could totally see Dirk. I do could it. see Dirk has a personality where he would go along with it, knowing that there's no way I win this. Yeah, but I'm I can just barely do it. move. Yeah. There's no chance I can even dance. Yeah. But I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna have myself a good time. And just be crazy. Yeah. And I think Dancing with the Stars would be all about that. I yeah. think I think he would be at the top of their list if they're looking for an NBA player. That's a really good go idea. It. I like that. I like Dirk. I, but I, I'm still sticking with Kobe Bryant if he ever accidentally watches it. All right. The next one here. Who do you think is most likely to become the next J.R. Smith in this league? And we're saying not in like the sense of his playing style. We're talking about his crazy off-court antics and just like overall aloofness, I guess. So like we had previously talked about J.R. Smith throwing soup onto yeah. um, a staff member yeah. in a previous episode and 
obviously Jared Smith was like the big thing after they won the championship was he goes over without a shirt off. This yeah. guy's crazy. He's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So do you see any players in the league who do you think could fall on that same path? I am I am banking on potential in this situation. And okay. somebody who is actually compared to J.R. Smith in his playing style, Kevin Porter Jr. I know you love the guy, mm-hmm. but he already got suspended from uh, USC, and he couldn't play the whole season. They said he has character issues. Uh, he's a ISO player who kind of seems like he just kind of cares about getting his shot, and he just seems like he's kind of a selfish player kind of type of player. I mean, he might be really good, but he just feels J.R. Smith vibes to me. I hope he just picks up maybe a bowl of salad one day and just chucks at somebody and said. A nice, a nice Caesar salad. Nice Caesar. No, somebody. no, no. A French salad. Because that's, that, that'll, no, no. Balsamic vinaigrette because that's sticking with you. Oh, man. And it stains. Whew. See, you might be a little biased there in that he also plays for the Cavs and you're just thinking J.R. Smith, Cavs, Kevin Porter Jr., Cavs. That's fair. But, um, so I was looking at who has a kind of a kind of an interesting personality that we don't know a ton about yet because J.R. Smith was a personality who bloomed over time. He was somebody that the league came to know and love and also hate simultaneously. Mostly hate, but yeah. Yeah. This player is probably a little more high profile than J.R. Smith. I'm thinking Trey Young. Really? Yeah, I can see I mean Really? I can't see that. He has the same type of playing style. He seemed to have the same on-court attitude in a sense yeah like the little showboaty thing yeah and i think if the hawks would get good that would give him some time to let that attitude and that personality flourish a little bit and come into fruition i don't know i could see if i I don't see him necessarily throwing like soup at like lloyd pierce or anybody from the hawks organization because it just seems a bit ridiculous and only jr smith could do that yeah but if they win a championship i see him ripping his shirt off just popping bottles of champagne everywhere just just going going crazy crazy. yeah yeah okay Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll do. We'll do that. Except I don't think he has the muscle mass of J.R. Smith. Yeah. I so mean, he's a little guy. There's time. There's time. All right. Go ahead, Mike. Give me another one. So we had previously mentioned this man when I was talking about who's most likely to get in a fight with a coach. Which Knicks player do you think is most likely to get socked in the jaw by Bobby Portis? Wow. I think it's. I think it's. I'm. I'm picking. I'm picking a lot of rookies. But I think it's probably R.J. Barrett if he doesn't get his shot, if, if he's not letting Bobby Portis cook. Really? I think probably, right? I think that'd be a death sentence to his career if he punched R.J. Barrett. Actually, no, I'm changing my answer. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is now in the Knicks. Those are two big personalities. One messes with the other. One steps on another person's toes. That's going to be World War Three in there. Yeah, I could see that playing out. Or I could see just like a mutual respect between the two. Two aggressive guys who just are really into dogs. it. Yeah. There's two dogs out there. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox seemed – he was – we saw him in the summer league hounding Zion, and that just seemed like a bit of a taste of, like, how annoying Kevin Knox can kind of be. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him wearing thin on Bobby Portis's, uh nerves. I could see that, Bobby yeah. Bobby Portis cocking one back and – Just right in the jaw. Yeah, just right KO shot. Yeah. All right. Um, this is a stupid one. It's not even a superlative. It's an over-under. How many times do you think Taco Fall will be sent to the G League and recalled? Over on uh, the lines four. I'm going to go under. Really? I'm going under because I don't think he gets recalled at all. You think he stays down there all I year? Think he stays in the, G, in the G League all year, yes. Did you see that video that surfaced either yesterday or today of, of him, him in dunking? practice? No. Of him driving his shoulder right into Jason Tatum's face. No. He couldn't get past him, so he tried to like big him up. And he just shoulders him right in the jaw. And Jason Tatum just backs up. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it, it was it was pretty poor. 
It was him just like flumping around. I can't imagine he has too much finesse to his game at all. No. So yeah, I could see them keeping him down the G League and try and like develop that. But also, if their big man situation doesn't work out, do you think they try and keep him around and get him some minutes? I think they I think he's a long developmental prob project, and I think everybody knows that. I just think he's. I think the Celtics players really like him. So. I, I think know. they're not sure what they're doing at their big man positions, and they're willing to try anything. Well, depending how the season goes, they'd be willing to try anything. Yeah. If they're doing well, I could see it being under, and he just stays down the G League. If they kind of like hit some rough patches, I could see him being called up a few times. I'll take the over on, okay. on four. All right. All right. And then I have one more for you here. Okay. Last one. So we had talked about a few players who have a history here. We talked about James Harden. We talked yep. about Blake Griffin. Yep. We talked about uh, – we didn't talk about J.R. We did talk about J.R. Smith, but he doesn't necessarily relate. Uh, one of his former teammates, Tristan Thompson, fits in the same category. Okay. Which NBA player do you think is most likely to be the next to date a Kardashian slash Jenner? That's tough. That's really tough. We've recently one? seen Ben Simmons dating Kendall Jenner. Yes. Blake Griffin had dated Kendall Jenner. Kylie Jenner is now single, apparently, although she could be talking to Tyga. Who, who cares about that, really? Yeah, um, Yeah. so... If I if I could do one, I'd probably do a retread with Ben Simmons and uh, Kendall Jenner, just because I feel like, I I just feel like that's a thing that's gonna keep going on. Yeah, they both seem to be like very stoic and like dead personalities. Exactly. I think I was gonna go with one that you'd find kind of interesting. I was thinking Kylie Jenner. Don't tell me Tatum. I wasn't going Tatum. I was going, going similar sense. Brown. I was going Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown does not have time for girls. Jalen Brown with the fresh shape up. He's going no way. full. There's oh, not come a chance. On. There's not a chance. No way. Not a chance in hell. Really? Not a chance. If you would have said Jason Tatum, I might have bought it a little bit more, but I, I just can't see it. There's just no way. All right, fine. How about Montrezl Harrell? He's in L.A. They're around L.A. See, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to think of L.A. LA uh, players who I could see doing Alex it. Caruso? There's no chance Alex Caruso <laughs> there, there's, without hairline. There's no way. I, I, want, I want to say Anthony Davis, but I can't see him doing it. No, I can't see Anthony Davis doing anything besides no. just playing basketball. Yeah, this is a tough one, man. Um, how about how about we do Avery Bradley? Avery Bradley, really? Yeah. I don't know if he has the profile to date a Kardashian. I don't think he does, but I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, what's his name, did either. When, the guy who married uh, uh, Kim Kardashian. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys, yeah. He was married to her and then got divorced in yeah. what a week? Eleven days maybe I think yeah. it was. So uh yeah, let's do let's let's do him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds right. I think that was a solid round of superlatives right yeah. there. Yeah. What about Landry Shamit? Nah. Landry Shamit. So. Maybe Kuzma. I could see Kuzma. Oh, I like Kuzma. Yeah. He, was, he actually partied with her. He yep. was on her yacht. Mm-hmm. That, that actually I'm changing my answer. It's Kuzma. That might actually be a thing that's already happening, but yeah, I, I think that's that's a good. We're both doubling solid. down on Kuzma. Mm -hmm. Take all lock the lock it in, lock it in. Put all the money on Kyle Kuzma Bet to date a Kardashian. He's gonna be with a Kardashian. Maybe I'll have a kid with one of them. We're happy for you, Kyle. That's you're doing hey, great man. work. I mean, it's a crappy family to get uh, involved with, but like, you're set for life. Oh yeah. I mean, he's already set for life. Yeah, but all right, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure. To listen, subscribe, rate us on Apple Music and Spotify and SoundCloud and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we will see you next time. Thanks follow us at Scoop Hoop. Oh, follow us. On yes, Twitter. good plug. 
follow us on Twitter at Scoop de Hoop. Uh, we've got some funny content on there. Mike mostly runs it. We're it's, trying. Uh, it's borderline stuff, but make sure you listen to us, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Let's get it on. I'm just a